The following program is sponsored by Lindis Construction. This is the WCCO Home Improvement Show, brought to you by Lindis Construction. One call, one contractor. Lindis Construction provides Minnesota and Wisconsin with the best products and workmanship. They provide leaf guard gutters, asphalt roofing, metal roofing, seasoned guard replacement windows, exterior siding, remodeling, new construction, and more. If you've got questions, they've got answers this hour. Here's Denny Long and Andy Lindis. Good Saturday morning. I'm Susie Jones. I'm not Denny Long. Denny is out Somewhere in the world on a good neighbor tour. And it is now the Linus Construction Hour. And we are taking your calls at 989-9226. That's 651-989-9226 or 1-800-1866-989-9226. And our guest in studio this morning is Eric Kuby. He is with Linus and a designer. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Susie. Yeah, Denny's gone and Andy's gone. So How about it? We're like the backup here. Yeah, but. I guess. The B team. <laughs> we'll have some fun notes. Yeah, morning. we'll have to keep it on the tracks. That's all we have to do. <sighs> well, okay. And not lose our license. <laughs> so that means no swearing. Okay. All I'm right. Sorry, so yeah. right off the trip, right out of the, we're going to kill all the fun right away. Yeah. So you are a designer. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. The, so you design bathrooms, kitchens, anything, all of the above? Yeah, all of the above. So the stuff that's just, you know, somebody wants to either take a bathroom and just make it new or to say well i really wish it was bigger so we can we take out this wall or that wall um i kind of help you know with all those projects that are a little more complicated that require i don't know if the right way to say it is a little more thought that goes Mm. into it Mm. so it's it's really fun because it's taking the ideas that people have and converting them into reality and get to really do some fun stuff and really do some change some stuff that really changes people's houses. Do you think a lot of people get started on a project, maybe they think that they can do it, and then they get halfway through and go, okay, we really bit off more than we could chew here. <laughs> that never happens. Ah, I bet not. <laughs> it, it looks so easy on TV or yes. the YouTube video that I watched. It made it look so easy. You know, I, I'm the same way myself. I've, I love construction, but I fast realized that I'm better at convincing other people to do things and coming up <laughs> with something and finding some great craftsmen that are able to do it than to actually do it myself. You can ask my wife. There's a lot of stuff that isn't quite done at home. <laughs> at home but. Or not quite measured correctly. Uh, well, I won't say that. No. <laughs> what do they say? <laughs> Measure twice, cut once. Cut once, yeah. Or yeah right. Three times. Or, or three four. times or four. <laughs> exactly. So What's, is still the bathroom and kitchen the most uh, commonly redone parts of your house? Yeah, what we're seeing a lot lately with all these storms, too, are people that have been putting off something like a porch or some other kind of, uh, you know, adding a dormer to a roof or something that they've been thinking about for a while, but they haven't really done anything about it because, well, if we're going to tear the roof apart, now we've got to fix the roof. Well, he'll solve that problem. So so we're seeing a lot of projects like that that are they're looking at you know doing stuff that ties into some money that they're already getting mm-hmm. from their from their insurance company yeah. so yeah but kitchens and bathrooms are one of the most returnable you know investments that you can get out of a house and we work with a lot of folks that have been in a house for 30 40 years and you know frankly at that point it does need to be up, updated and um, sadly, a lot of them wait till it's time to move, and then they update it so they can sell it, and they don't get to enjoy it. 
So right, that's kind exactly. of a sad thing. But a lot of them are realizing that, yeah, we're five, ten years out from being out of the house, so let's fix it up, enjoy it for a couple of years, and then it's a lot better off when it's time to sell it. So uh, you ever talk to anybody who's had a kitchen redone, and it can be uh, challenging, to say the very least, to cook on a microwave and eat out for three months and live in the basement so it is kind of an endeavor isn't yeah. it yeah you know some people think that's great fun and other people are like oh that's horrible I, yeah. you know i don't want to do it right but you know it's it's this one of those things you you know it takes pain to you know no pain no gain type right. of thing and yeah and we you know it might take a couple months to of your house being torn apart but you get to the other side of it you get to enjoy it for years and years and years and you know that's you know if if you couldn't see the other side of it, it really wouldn't be any fun to do it. So. No, no, that's true if you didn't have a kitchen at the end yeah. of it. Hey, you're listening to the Lindus Construction Hour on WCCO Radio, and if you have a question, maybe you're thinking about doing a project in your house, uh, 651-989-9226, 1-866-989-9226. I actually just talked to somebody who's trying, who's going to lay a floor. Now, is that a tricky job? Like? tile or like uh, concrete? I think it's like, hardwood. <laughs> oh, hardwood. Well, yeah, you know, it, there's, if it's a, <clears throat> excuse me, if it's a hardwood floor that's pre-finished, it's not as, you know, big of a deal. Mm. But the ones that aren't finished, you know, you got to lay it and then you got to sand it and then you got to put multiple coats of finish on it. Becomes a, becomes a project and doing, you know, getting the right underlayment underneath there so you can mitigate some of the squeakiness, you know, that we always think about with hardwood floors. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so it's it's a it's a project. It's I have a house that was built in 1948, and I have hardwood floors, and they squeak like crazy. But I don't really care. It's character. It's character. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to be. I know it smells too. It when you redo hardwood floors. Yeah, yeah. There's they use a lot more water based material now. That's a lot less uh, stinky and than the um, you know than the oil based stuff that they used to use in the old days, but. So it's not as bad, yeah. but it's, yeah, you know, it, and then you got dust and, you know, again, there's a lot of stuff that can be done to mitigate that. But, yeah, and a lot of, you know, older houses, but you can't, you know, getting rid of the squeak is a whole different thing. It's you tearing stuff apart to get that, to get that. It's, it's all it is is wood against wood. It's they're rubbing against each other. I appreciate it because then if someone is breaking into my house to kill me, then I'll know they're coming. <laughs> so I can be like, okay, there's somebody coming and I better get my knife out and protect myself. Well, I guess that's that's one way to do it. Some See? people have dogs. To... I have a dog too, but our dog would lick our intruder to uh, death. Well, yeah. you know, whatever stops the intruder, I guess. I, you know what? Point. When you're living by yourself in a house, you need to have all sorts of things to protect yourself. I love it. I love it. Alright, you are listening to the Lindness Construction Hour. Eric Kuby is our guest, and we're talking about uh, redesigning rooms, a bathroom, a kitchen, a bedroom, a basement. If you have a question, 989-9226. Or, or any other kind of construction question. Yeah, yeah. like what other things are out there? Insulation, oh, yeah. roofing, anything. Yeah, because yeah. insulation, that's a biggie. I have those ice dams. Yeah, we can talk a little bit about that, too. So. On a 90-degree day, right? We're going to talk uh, about ice dams. Sadly, winter's coming. All right, we're going to break, I guess, here. It's 18 minutes past 9 o'clock, 77 degrees, partly cloudy skies. Susie Jones in for Denny Long, keeping it on the tracks. No swearing. We're back right after this. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. There you go. There you go, Dennis. (laughs) 
he, this is going to be a music show now. We're <laughs> just going to rock on all Spin morning. In the hits. That's Spin right. Spinning the hits. Uh, you are listening to WCCO Radio. It is Saturday morning. Denny Long is on vacation on a Good Neighbor tour. We think out east, 922, and it is 77 degrees, partly cloudy skies. It's going to be another hot one in the old town tonight. Uh, Eric Kuby is with us, Lindness Construction, and we're taking your calls at 651-989-9226 or 1-800-989-9226. Our text line is down because I don't know how to turn it on, so that's the only reason we're not taking your text questions today. But we'll get through it, won't we, Mr. Kuby? Absolutely, absolutely. So we were talking about construction, not construction, insulation. Because I, and I'm going to use myself as an example as we wait for people to call us with their questions. So I have a 1948 little story and a half in St. Louis Park. And I have those little corners, you know, where all the snow builds up. And then I get. Little ice dams. Yeah, not little ice dams. I get (laughs) like three feet ice dams. (laughs) (laughs) But the question is, I had somebody look at it once, you know, up in my attic. Yep. And it's just a mess up there. First of all, I have a bunch of crap. Is it finished up there? No, God, no. It looks like. Well, that's actually a good thing. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the insulation is like falling and it's dirty, so I don't even go up there. Yeah, a lot of those story and a half houses are finished. And then in order to fix, we got to take off the roof. So if they're unfinished, it's actually easier to get to because it's just attic space. So, Can it, I put the insulation in myself or would you not recommend that? The Well, the right way to do it would be to spray foam it and take out what's there and spray foam it. And spray mm-hmm. foaming, though, yes, you could go to Menards or Home Depot and get these little tanks and do it. It's really not a do-it-yourself No, I can only imagine. It's a pretty, pretty extensive thing. But yeah. what, you know, what causes that, essentially, a house acts like a chimney. So you get, you know, the air comes in in the bottom and goes out the top. And if you can plug both ends of that, the air doesn't move through it. And the, what causes ice dams, other than the sun. So that's one of those things where you can you can never truly solve ice dam problems because if you can always turn the sun off, that, that would solve it. But what causes it is that... That might cause other problems. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So the, what causes it is the warm, moist air coming out of your house is going up against your roof deck. On the roof, you got snow up there. It melts that snow. It runs down to the eave, the edge of the roof, which is colder. It freezes and then causes a dam, which is the ice building up on top of each other. So then you got water, mm-hmm. liquid water on the upside of that, and that water then causes all kinds of chaos. It wants to come in the house. It wants to go somewhere. In my living room. In your living room, right. And, that, and so, you know, the right way to do it is to seal it up, and add ventilation if possible. Some of those old story and a half houses don't have any eaves to them. So there's nothing, there's no way to get ventilation. So then we we do what's called a hot roof, which I don't know why it's called a hot roof because it's actually a cold roof because it keeps the, the roof deck cold mm. so you don't end up with, with ice dams. And, yeah, it's essentially just like putting a big lid on a, you know, on a Tupperware. You're covering it up, sealing it up so that that warm air can't, go through it anymore. Perfect. Well, I'll have you over. We have uh, Jerry on the line to ask you a question. Jerry from St. Paul, how are you, sir? Morning, Jerry. I'm doing fine. Thank you. Uh, Eric, a question is, uh, if I'm remodeling my home, I I would imagine most of the time Linda does not need an architect to get involved in the remodeling project. At what point do you guys have to call an architect to get involved when somebody's remodeling their home? 
Well, most of the time we don't, but yes, sometimes if there is a more intricate uh, project that need a, a little, ugh, sorry, can't talk this. Hit way. the reset button. Okay, um, you need uh, you know some more um, advice or some more. Pe- sometimes people even would hire their own architect and then bring that information to us. Mm. A lot of times, the architect also is helping figure out load pointing and heading header sizes and stuff. And sometimes when it's fairly simple, we can work like with the lumberyard or, you know, building supply and get them to help us figure out the load calcs on that stuff. Um, you know, there's a lot of great architects, and I think the architects, um, you know, good ones are, are valuable. It, it Sometimes it's the scope of the project, too. If you're doing a gigantic project, it's also good, you know, to get get an architect involved. So it's a little, you know, there's really no easy answer to that because sometimes, you know, an architect would tell you that, yeah, you need an architect for every job. A contractor would say, no, you don't, because <laughs> an architect's going to make it more complicated than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. So somewhere in the middle of that is probably <laughs> the reality of it. So Do you think that people don't take the time, like I think, you know, oh, let's just bust this wall down, and they don't realize it's maybe a load-bearing wall? I mean... Do people do crazy stuff with their house? Yeah, I've been in houses where they've taken out walls that people people have taken them out themselves that they shouldn't have taken them out. Or, you know, your buddy is, uh, you know, he's remodeled his house, so now he's an expert at something. And, you know, then it causes all kinds of problems. Houses are pretty resilient, but at some point you push over the edge and, <laughs> and it starts to cause all kinds of Yeah, of like they cave problems. in. Yeah. So, <laughs> we, you know, look at quite a bit of stuff and, you know, explain, you know, if we take this wall out, okay, here's what we got to do. You know, the, there is nothing that causes, you know, there's no issues because there's, you know, it's not bearing. Or, yeah, this is bearing wall, so now we got to resupport it and then we got to get down to the foundation or if we can't get to the foundation maybe we got to add footings in the basement mm. and then what do you do about the floor what do you do about the ceiling you yeah. know so there's a lot a lot of parts and pieces that that come into it that make it a little more complicated all right you are listening to the Linus construction hour here on WCCO radio it is 928 77 degrees the phone number to call is 651 989 9226. If you're out of the metro, you can always call us at 1 866 989 Maybe you're thinking about a project. Maybe you're thinking about ripping up the basement or doing some other crazy thing and you want to talk to an expert first. We have the guy for you. We will take a quick break and then we'll come back and take more of your calls here on WCCO. 935. A little bit of Robert Palmer for my good friend Dennis, who's running the show this morning. It's the Linus Construction Hour in studio, Eric Kuby. And we have folks on the line that have questions for you, Eric. So we'll get to Judy in Stillwater. Judy, you're on the air. Go ahead. What's your question? Good morning, Judy. Good morning. Um, we, one of the storms that we had, I got a whole lot of hail all over my deck. I probably should have shoveled it off, but I just <laughs> let it melt. And now I have little white spots all over my deck. It's a cedar deck. And I used um, Siggins on it, and it's a oh a, a little bit of stain. How can I get rid of those? Do it, I just is stain? it is it dented or is it no. just that it knocked off the finish? It just knocked off the finish. Sure, I think what you're going to need to do is is um, clean it really good. You know, pressure wash it without you know tearing into the wood, 
use uh, like a brightener conditioner and then uh-huh. go back over the top of it again with with thickens and you should be in good shape. Okay, so that'll fill in the little white spots. Yeah, it's essentially <laughs> it's like your pressure you um you you know, you sandblasted <laughs> essentially uh-huh. or hail blasted <laughs> that right. and uh yeah, so you could just you, have a polka dot deck too. Oh, I know, but it looks so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it gives a conversation right, piece when you right. have people over. They, they know s- we wanted it that way. Yeah, say, well, wow, how do I do that? How do I get my deck to look like that? <laughs> I kind of think I want it off. <laughs> okay, good, good enough. Thank you so much. Good have luck. A great day. Yep, take it easy. Bye bye. Yep. Nine eight nine nine two two six six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. We'll go next to Shirley in Brooklyn Center. Good morning, Shirley. You're on the air. Good morning. Morning. I enjoy your show a lot. Thank you. Um, I have a west-facing house uh, with a a bathroom in the front, and I have a fan in there with a fan uh, heater and light. And when it rains really hard, um, the water pushes up underneath that uh, vent, and I get water in my bathroom on the floor. Is there some way to extend that so that the water can't be forced up underneath there, or how can that be taken care of so is that vent on the roof or is it in the wall on the roof on the roof yeah you know if it you know maybe even moving it to the other side of the roof or something that's sadly common with those we call them a brone vent um that's what it is yeah there's a little flapper in there and and what i've seen too is sometimes that flapper will stick yes i've had that happen too yeah and you know but if it's really windy and it rains hard it will just back up in there and come down in my bathroom anyway, even if that's not really open. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, one idea would be, you know, to move it to a different place on the roof that maybe is a little more protected. Um, there's a, you know, what I've done with with those two is gone up there and kind of bent that fin back just a little bit so it doesn't stick. I see. And that, you know, that seems to solve it. There's And there's also usually a screen on there to keep, pests and stuff from going in there and i've seen too where that screen has caught that flapper oh mm-hmm. and so you know something to look at is is that i had a little stick yet underneath there and open that flapper and then it really pours in there well, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah you don't want that <laughs> no. good lord that but, sounds like a problem yeah you know if um you know if you have a solder or you know if you're looking at doing the roof at some point you know uh-huh. maybe look moving that the problem with moving it of course is then you got a hole that got to get dealt with right i just had my roof done a couple of years ago and so i hate to be doing that but we'll try to see what we can do then all right so don't don't you get on the roof though oh i will not i'm 86 all right (laughs) thank you all right have a good day you too and the number to call if you have a question for eric is 651-989-9226 we have david next in otsego good morning david what's your question for eric yeah, I think Paul Douglas had it on his show in the last couple of days, and I didn't catch it, but he was going to say what renovations that you could do to your home um, that would bring the best return on your dollar to the, to the value of the home. Okay, best return. You know, as, far as, as far as the renovations, in it, like I'm in one of those situations where it's a you're breaking up a little bit. Your phone. You're. It's kind of hard to understand you, David. Yeah. But it sounds like he's wondering yeah, about. And I can jump. I can run with that. You know, anything you do, the the people that figure all the statistics out say that most renovations are fifty to sixty percent return on investment. So you know, if you think about it that way, you say, why would I ever 
do anything. You know, well, I'm never going to get my money back out of it. Well, the other part of it is is that you're going to enjoy it and you're going to like it. When you look at those at the different types of projects you can do, the best return on investments are curb appeal stuff, like a front door, like a garage door, like, you know, windows, that kind of thing. When you get in, into kitchens, for instance, that one is all over the board because you can put $20,000 into a kitchen and have a kitchen. You can put $200,000 into a kitchen and still have a kitchen. And, you know, granted, if it's a $4 million house, a $200,000 kitchen is pretty cheap. But if it's a $200,000 house, it doesn't make any sense to put that kind of money in into it. So, you know, look at the, you know, what you're going to do versus what it is. The other thing I always recommend to people if, if they're kind of really budget conscious that way as far as what's my return is to talk to a realtor. You know, usually a realtor will come out and without a big deal and just give them some advice, give them some comps. And, you know, you don't, you know, you don't want to overbuild the neighborhood, but you don't want to also be the one at the bottom in the, in the neighborhood. So there's a, you know, there's a lot of stuff and there's, you know, research online that can be done too. Uh, the Remodelers magazine every year does this cost versus value and they publish it and it's, you know, you can look it up and it's free. You know, you don't have to be a subscriber. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks for the call, David. Alex is next in Anoka. Alex, go ahead. You're on the air with our friend, Eric. Morning. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? Good. Good morning. Good morning. So my wife and I, we have a, a house on a slab up in Elk River. And uh, for peace of mind, for her, she wanted a storm shelter put in. And I saw this cool design to put one in underneath the kitchen. And it, it's got the, the entrance through the island. Is that something you guys could do? And is it even possible? Well, <laughs> anything's possible. Um, that I'm just thinking of the logistics of that, because in order to get that in there, you'd have to tear apart a big portion of the house so you can get, you know, dug down and all the plumbing and stuff that would be underneath the kitchen. If it already exists, I really would think of something else, you know, something that would be out in the garage or what I've seen too is is take a closet, an interior closet, and really beef up that closet so that it could be its own storm shelter. I've seen some stuff on online about about that. I Yes, that could so be done. basically tell her to throw away her magazines? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't watch the shows on, on H. <laughs> Tell her Twister wasn't real. Yeah. No. You know, I think there's a different way to go at it that, that would be cost effective. You you know, you could just spend a ton of money. And So I, they don't have a basement? Is that it, Alex? Yeah, yeah. We don't have a basement, and we saw some cool designs, and, you know, I mean, I'm all, I'm all about doing this. But the, cheap, the cheapest way possible to keep us safe for, from tornadoes and whatnot, but, you know. Uh, move into a house that's got a basement. I will pass along the expert information. Yes, thanks, Alex. Appreciate your time. Thanks. All right, uh, it is. <laughs> Pick your house up yeah. and dig a new foundation. Yeah, well, people do that, too. Hey, I have a house. I keep talking about my house, but it got moved, you know? So in 19-whatever, 70, when they put up Knollwood, sure. it used to be over by Knollwood, and they picked it up. And they brought it over to my street, and they dro- and they built a whole new foundation, foundation under, sure. and then just dropped it on it. So my basement has very, very high ceilings. Yeah, which is not normal in that age of a house. Usually not at you're all. Bumping your head and all right, kinds of you stuff, get so. that huge furnace that looks like an octopus. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, I'll say the phone number again because we've got some time left. Yeah. Uh, it is 651-989-9226. That is the number to call if you're in the metro and you have some project you're thinking about. If you're out of the metro, it's one 989 We'll take a break and line up some calls, yeah. and we'll be back right after this. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. 947, 77 degrees in the Twin Cities. I'm Susie Jones in for Denny Long this morning, and we're moving right along. We have with us in studio Eric Kuby. He is with Lindness Construction, and we have a couple calls on the line that want to jump in, and we'll get to Jane next in Apple Valley. What's going on, Jane? Yes, good morning. Morning. Hey, I'm, I'm finishing my basement, and I'm installing a bathroom down there. And by code, I need to have an exhaust fan installed. Um, it's on the front of the house, and that wall is brick on the outside, about three feet up. And I'm having trouble finding someone who will drill through that uh, that four-inch hole that I need to install that exhaust fan. So you can get to the to the back side of it. It's just actually drilling through the masonry? Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of two ways to go at it. One way is you drill a whole bunch of little holes and you knock out the middle of that. Um, or you, you cut, uh, get a essentially a hole saw, a concrete hole saw, and you can drill a four-inch hole through it. Um, the The first option is kind of a do-it-yourself thing. The second option is really not. And I would recommend, you know, looking in the phone book or online for somebody that does masonry cutting, and they would have the right tools to do that. It's a little harder than just drilling a hole with a drill because you've got to mount it on there because it's got to be pretty you got to run in pretty straight. But uh, but I, that tool exists, and it's something even I'm sure somebody on a rental yard even has. But, yeah, it's it's not a it's not a huge deal, but it's not a thing that you're probably your heating guy is going to want to mess with because he doesn't no. want to be responsible for damaging the brick. Yeah. Right, because um, the inspector that came for the plumbing told me that um, the problem might be that the it might just be a brick facade, and all the brick could come down when you start taking that brick out. Ooh. Well, yeah, don't, don't take the brick out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you take out that four-inch hole. Oh, no, um, that, no, that that won't happen. That it, won't take <laughs> all the other bricks out? No. Oh, good. No, maybe if you get a sledgehammer out there and you get wild and crazy. Don't do it, that. But, <laughs> no, no. But, no, drilling a hole in a wall is not going to do it. You You can drive around even Minneapolis and see all these old buildings with holes, all kinds of holes in them. That's the, the great thing. A brick is the way it's set up is that that weight then is distributed over the top of that hole and it goes around around it. So, mm. no, there's no issue that way. Just It's just being careful, though. All right. And when you say that I were to, if I were to try and drill all those little holes around, um, how do I get, how do I then, do I just keep drilling, keep drilling holes maybe and getting closer and closer together until, um, or I don't start chipping at it. I, right. I just keep drilling holes. Yeah. What, what the best way to do it would be to drill a hole in the center from the other side. So you know where the hole's got to go. Mm-hmm. Then you know, go back into the school supply bucket and get a protractor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are you going to do this yourself, Jane? Draw, draw I a can. circle. Yeah, or, I, I definitely can. Or, so I mean, or do yeah, it like I, my dad taught me, right? So I guess, <laughs> yeah, Good for him, yeah, find something that's the right size. You know, lid off a, of a coffee can or whatever it is, 
and then mark it out and then just start working your way around the edge, drilling holes about a half inch or so apart. Mm. And yeah, it's just going to take a little bit of time, but it absolutely can be done. The other nice thing is, is get the cover plate that goes on the outside because that'll cover, you know, you got a little forgiveness there too. All right. Good luck, okay. Jane. Good Lord. Well, I mean, good. Uh, don't <laughs> knock your house down, no, but have fun. Yes, it'll be good. Wear it'll goggles. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. Yeah, tell us how it goes. That's Jane in Apple Valley going to start sledgehamming her house. Okay, Andy is next in Prior Lake. Andy, go ahead. You are Andy. on. How are you this morning? Good. Good morning. You run a great show. You know, it's fabulous. Thanks. Thank you. Hey, here's the question. So I was thinking about making an offer on the house on a house in the area. And the kitchen's a little outdated, and it's not bad, but I just want a rough idea. What would a budget be roughly? And I know it can go, you know, a wide swing depending on what you do. But if we wanted to remodel a kitchen, and meaning replace all the existing cabinets, replace the countertops with granite, replace all the existing uh, appliances and go with, it's got an electric stovetop, uh, stovetop and go to gas, about rough, what would that swing could be to remodel a, a total kitchen like that? Well, it's it's a hard one to just throw a dart at the wall, but you know you're probably talking fifty, eighty thousand. Um, yeah, that's why I was just looking yeah. rough. You know, yeah. I didn't, I don't have a clue. So you've got me. Even yeah. if it's that quite a swing, yeah. Yeah, you know it, the the size of it determines a lot of stuff. Sure. You know, I was at an appliance place the other day and looking at appliances and. You know, you could spend twenty grand on appliances. I wouldn't, right. you know, maybe, but, sure. but you know, just there's a lot of moving parts to it that that could make it, and you know. Yeah, and I understand that, but I just wanted to get a rough idea, to see yeah. if what they're asking for us is reasonable. Yeah, if you yeah. buy the house, uh, give us a call one eight hundred Leaf Guard. I'd be happy to come out and meet <laughs> with you and and uh, you know and and try to figure out a solution. Sounds good. You know, you've kind of sold me on the show. So, I, you know, <laughs> wow, nice. Thanks, really Andy. Enjoy Linda's home improvement. So. All right, yeah, thank, thanks, sir. Andy. Have you a great too. day. Take it easy. All right, six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. That's the number to call if you have a question for Eric this morning. If you're out of the metro, it's one eight six six nine eight nine nine two two six. Bonnie is up next in Andover. Bonnie, go ahead. You're on with Eric. Hi, Eric. Morning. Hi, Susie. Hi. Um, I have a question about some laminate that we had put over a slab in our uh, home in uh, Mesa, Arizona. Um, it was perfect for the first couple of years. Lately, it's uh, there are certain areas um, on the floor that have started to snap when you walk on them. I'm wondering if there is a quick fix. I, I guess I heard somewhere you could put powder in the crack. I realize that it's just the panels rubbing up against each other. But is there anything more permanent that I can do to to keep that from happening? Is this like a pergo type product, like a, a yes, yeah. like a lamp, a laminate? Is it's it, not pergo, but it was yeah, a laminate. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a wood laminate or a vinyl laminate? Uh, probably vinyl. Okay. Um, when they installed it, did they leave a gap around the outside, because yes. so it can move around and stuff? Yep. Okay. Well, you know the only you know. What you're talking about kind of is one of those old wives' tale things about, you know, talcum powder um, and putting in there. I don't, yeah. my guess is something is going on, like it's like it's pushing up against the outside edge. And maybe there's somewhere that they did it and they didn't put, um, leave enough gap. Because that type of floor shouldn't be doing that. It, it shouldn't be under any kind of stress that's going right. to make it do that. 
Um, yeah, you know, I'd maybe have somebody look at that and see if there's some reason why that it's pushing against something that is not letting it, not letting it. Because the first uh, first year, year and a half, uh, first two years actually, uh, it was just fine. There was no sound anywhere in it. Now, and just suddenly over the last year, that there are several spots on the over the the whole area that uh, snap when you walk on them. So something is happening, and should I just have a flooring guy come out and look at it? Yeah, or what yeah would be your I, I would. You know, the other thing that could be doing it is moisture, too. You know, keeping track of moisture, if it's somewhere you're not living all the time, you know, is the, is the moisture going up and down, and that's causing issue. Mm. So. All right. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, we have Joe in St. Paul with about uh, three minutes left in the show. So, Joe, go ahead. Hey, Joe. You're next. What's the best way to get uh, paint off of bricks? Uh, so it looks like um, the paint um, kind of washed over the bricks over a period of time. Uh, I think the first problem was uh, when I painted the sills and stuff like that. Uh, it rained shortly after that, and the paint uh, kind of dripped onto the bricks. Yeah, you, you tried, you know, just like paint. Is it a oil-based paint or water-based paint? I think it's a water-based paint, uh, only by mistake, rather rather than I, I, I would have preferred an oil-based, but yeah. I think it's water-based. But I've tried many things to try to get it off, and I've, I've, I've not ever succeeded. Yeah, you know, something like a, um, a soft uh, bristle, not a brush like on a drill, like a, a brass or a polyester bristles, not a, not a metal bristle. I've had used luck with that, you know, the... There's really no easy way because brick is porous, so it's gonna it's gonna go into that, and you know there's no really easy solution to that without some elbow grease, and um, you know like in an old building they take a um, and they you know soda blast it and get that off there, but yeah it's right. not an easy thing. All right, thanks for calling. God we, bless. Yep, yep we appreciate everybody calling this morning. We were talking about leaf guard with yeah. our minute or so remaining, and it's the leaves are going to start to fall. Can you still? Put in gutter system, leaf guard right away? Yeah, absolutely. We're, I think, a couple weeks out, but absolutely. We've had a lot of great um, response from the fair, and it's been a great thing. And, yeah, getting somebody, you know, don't clean your leaves out again. Get us to come out there, take your old gutters off. With the, we'll take the leaves and everything off of there and, and put up some new leaf guard. The, the phone number, 1-800-LEAF-GUARD, is the office number where it's set up an appointment. So, absolutely. I want to do a quick shout-out, oh, too. Yeah, I, yeah. I ran into a great uh, WCCO listener, Ruth, and her granddaughter, Odelia, last Saturday at the at the uh, library over in Bloomington. She mm-hmm. came up to me and just said, oh, Lindus, yeah, you guys sponsor the radio show. I enjoy listening every Saturday morning. So I wanted to give her a... Give her and her granddaughter a quick, quick shout out. So That's fun fantastic. Times, fun well, times. Nice to talk with you. Yeah, nice to meet we you. We had a Thanks good morning. Yeah. yeah, Eric Kuby, Lindness Construction. What's that phone number again? One eight hundred Leaf Guard. One eight hundred Leaf Guard. Yeah. All right. Everybody have a great Saturday. All stay right. Cool. Yeah. Stay cool.